Good morning and welcome to the Marcus Today members exclusive podcast. My name is Henry Jennings. It is Wednesday the 26th of July and as always with all the information contained in this podcast it is general advice only so please do your own research, contact your own financial advisor regarding any of the thoughts, ideas or insights. All right well let's kick things off and I'm trying to time this so that I can get this podcast done as the CPI number comes out at 11.30 and give you an update at the end of the podcast as to what the figure is and what the market is doing on the back of that, as I do have Ausbiz doing the call at 12 o'clock. So just want to be able to get prepared for that one because it does take a little while to prepare for that. As far as the index goes, though, at the moment, it is 11.15. We have the ASX 200 up 15 points or 0.2%, 73.54.8. We did have a bit of a, a flurry at the open. We opened at 73.65, hit 73.73, but we are now off 20 points from that high. We had a low of 73.39.7. We did briefly go negative, uh, but we have fought back uh, from that and we are up 15 points, as I said earlier. As far as the market goes, once again, we are seeing a little bit of a divergence. The leaders and the driving force in the market has been the resource space again on those hopes for Chinese stimulus. BHP is up another 2.2%, Rio up 1.9%, and Fortescue up 1.4%. So that is the good news. Lithium stocks also doing well today. Mineral resources up 3.3%, and they have had a quarterly update on that one, which we'll get into in a little more detail in a minute. Pilbara as well, kicking on 2.4% higher. So that is the good news. There's not much happening in the rest of the market, to be quite honest. Banks were the swing factor. They did turn negative uh, briefly this morning. ANZ, the best of the bunch at the moment, up 0.8. Macquarie still down 0.6%. Uh, We are waiting, of course, for the AGM tomorrow. Healthcare eased. CSL continuing to plumb new levels on the downside, down 1.1%. And industrials not really moving the dial much. Tech stocks not moving the dial either. If we look at uh, US action after hours, of course, we did have those Microsoft Alphabet numbers as well. And uh, some good, some bad. But currently, we've got Dow futures down 47 and NASDAQ futures down 35 Uh, Our own tech sector not really doing much. Wise Tech up 0.4 and zero down 0.3. Of course, everything could change and probably will in about 10 minutes time when we do get that CPI number coming out. Uh, Some of the winners and grinners today in terms of uh, market moves. Kogan uh, up 7.9%. They are going well on the back of their update. We're also seeing uh, Latin Resources, their quarterly production number came out production not being the right word quarterly report activities report up 4.4 percent and mineral resources which has been out this morning it did miss guidance after ditching its lithium deal Uh, missed on the lithium shipments from the wagina mine uh, were revealed chris ellison uh, of course the man in charge there shipments of spodumene concentrate produced at wagina fell to 34,000 tonnes in the June quarter, down 26% on the previous three months. It also said it was downgrading shipments to be the lower end of the 150 to 170,000 target and downgraded guidance for the Mount Marion lithium mine it operates and owns in partnership with China's Gang Fang. So not particularly good news there. The other, uh, however, 
the stock did rally and it is rallying on the back of that. Maybe the iron ore price is helping. Maybe all the positivity in the resource stocks are helping at the moment. The big casualty this morning, though, is Austal, uh, which has made some uh, significant changes to guidance on the back of uh, some uh, U.S. issues with the U.S. towing, salvage and rescue ship, the TATS program. I think you may need to change the A to an I. Um, it's associated substantial revision in earnings guidance for FY23. Uh, the company has uh, also submitted requests for equitable adjustments, i.e. Uh, a bit of extra compensation for changes and general cost inflation pressures. Uh, but at the moment, it's not looking particularly good. Uh, based on the outcome of the review, EBIT guidance for FY23 is reduced from earnings of approximately 58 mil to zero, or even a potential loss of minus 10 million. That is a significant EBIT guidance downgrade. And as a result, the stock has fallen quite heavily. It is off its lows. It's down 11.7% off its lows, uh, but certainly has not been a happy time for ASB, Austal Shipbuilding, this morning. Uh, down 11.7. It did hit a low of $2.01. It's now $2.27 in terms of that. More on the Kogan, which is having a good run today. It's saying adjusted EBIT turns positive, expecting to post adjusted EBIT, excluding one-off costs of $3 million over the second half of the 2023 versus a loss of $8.3 million in the prior corresponding year. A couple of my favourites out this morning as well. Uh, we've got Corporate Travel has updated its EBITDA guidance uh, to finish between 165 and 170 uh, with the underlying second half EBIT between 113 and 118.7. Full year results on the 23rd of August. Client retention, which is always important in these businesses, 97%, even better than our own client retention rates. So that is a positive for them. And the stock has uh, done a little bit better, uh, hardly screaming away at the moment. It is up 0.6 of a percent, so nothing very screamable there for that one. In terms of uh, what's in the newsletter today, just in the strategy piece, uh, just still long the S&P 500. We've gone 12 days straight of the Dow being up. If it hits 13 straight days of up, I think that is actually a new record for the number of days that the US market is up. However, we have seen a little bit of tempering of enthusiasm following those Microsoft and Google numbers. Snap as well, not particularly great. Uh, and uh, there has been a little bit of slippage on NASDAQ in terms of those futures price, down around 35 points at the moment. But of course, that may change as the day progresses. But at the moment, still long uh, the S&P and nothing, no position in the NASDAQ, uh, no positions in the one stock portfolio. Talking uh, this morning about whether I'd missed it in BHP, it has run pretty hard, nearly $47 did hit 47.15, but it has run very hard. Certainly BHP, the production report and everything seems to be going their way. And with that potential stimulus with China, uh, we could see it push higher. Something I wrote about this morning that it could hit $47. It has hit $47. But whether that was enough into a dive in after missing the initial flurry higher uh, is not enough for me, I'm afraid. So I'm being chicken and sitting on the fence at the moment with BHP. Macquarie AGM tomorrow, as you know, I have uh, been a little ho-hum on Macquarie ahead of the AGM and happy to sit on the fence there. At the moment, it is uh, 
We're not really seeing much in the way of trending markets, although we have seen some trends in the last couple of days in resource stocks. After a pretty lacklustre performance on Monday, they have battled back after the Chinese Politburo signaled that they are going to put some stimulus in place. So uh, that is certainly the only trend at the moment. The bank's under a little pressure. In uh, the strategy piece today, just taking some of Morgan Stanley's comments on the banks because we do have CBA reporting on August the 9th. It is out of cycle. The other three uh, will give us some updates towards the end of the month on uh, capital requirements and maybe a business update as well. But CBA is the big one at the moment. So that is uh, something to look at. Of course, at 11.30, which is in five minutes time from this podcast where I'm recording it at the moment, 11.25 at the moment, we do get the CPI number, which is going to dictate uh, where the market goes. So we'll uh, update you as soon as that comes out at the end of this podcast. As I say, I have to uh, do the Ausbiz The Call session today. As far as Henry's take goes, uh, you may have read recently, I did a, um, a Henry's take down on zero, uh, where I uh, tried to point out that uh, maybe zero had reached its pinnacle, at least short term, and there were certainly reasons to be looking to just ease out of some. It wasn't designed as a short selling report. It wasn't designed to be aggressive on the short side. But sometimes the market focuses very much on the technicals, very much on the momentum, and forgets the underlying fundamentals and forgets the whole market cap of this one, which is around $18 billion. So it's no small company by any stretch of the imagination. And it's clearly a company to some extent in transition. For many years, we've been told that the growth in the US is the way to go. But the reality has been a far more, um, well, dull, to be honest. Uh, the, uh, the growth has been in Australia and New Zealand and in the UK. The US, after all the years they've been there, is still, I wouldn't say struggling, but it uh, is not making the impression, I would think, that uh, Zero would like, and uh, they are talking about cost cutting. What has been really effective for Zero is putting up their prices of products by around uh, 13% here, which has been sticky, but that's only so many times you can do that. You can only put up your prices by that magnitude so many times. So uh, at the moment, Zero has been underperforming to some extent. But in the same vein today, I did look in the Henry's take at a little stock called Solace Minerals, uh, which has had a meteoric run recently. And uh, just a little bit of a look at that, at why uh, I will not be putting any um, money or any members into Solace Minerals uh, by any stretch of the imagination. Certainly looking at the presentation, uh, there are some wonderful slides talking about ready for battery material supply. Well, they're a long way from ready. They've only just started drilling. And uh, what sometimes gets me a little bit, uh, I think if I was on radio, this would be get my ghoulies, is that uh, some of these mining stocks and mining companies buy a project, uh, they call it a project, uh, from a private or a, a smaller company, perhaps. They spend very little money buying these projects, but uh, the market uplift sometimes in terms of market cap on the enthusiasm the market shows for this is quite extraordinary. Now, bear in mind, I listened to Rick Rule, who is a bit of an industry legend, on a Money of Mine podcast the other day. And he was talking about the chemical formula for lithium in days gone by was W.A.S.T.E., which equates to waste. In fact, lithium 
wasn't tested for, wasn't even looked for. It was a pain in the process. Uh, but as a result of the recent boom, of course, in electric vehicles, lithium is all the rage. So a lot of people are working over old ground and now testing and finding uh, outcroppings, etc., of lithium and uh, getting the uplift of that. Solis Minerals, which Latin Resources does own 17% of, which sounds really good in theory, and it did put more money in at 55 cents. But the 14% it had originally was pretty much cost them next to nothing. So on an average basis, they put in a couple of million bucks to uh, Solace. So a little bit sceptical on that one. As far as uh, lithium stocks go, though, Pilbara still remains the one. Lots of cash, good management. In fact, bucket loads of cash, 3.3 billion. Good management and a great project with upside production potential. Downstream as well with the POSCO deal in South Korea. So that is still the one as far as I'm concerned. If you're going to buy a lithium stock, Pilbara Minerals is the one to buy. Now, of course, timing is always crucial and it's always good to buy them when they're on a bit of a down dip. We have seen Shanghai uh, recently start up its new metals market, including many contracts on lithium, which have been quite volatile. Given it's a new listing of contracts, hardly a surprise it's volatile. So let's not draw too many conclusions about lithium pricing on the back of that, especially as it is so opaque in terms of offtake agreements and benchmarks and, of course, chemical composition. Lithium extraction is not a mining extraction process. It is a chemical process, according to the experts, and uh, therefore slightly different. Anyway, we do have the CPI number coming out now. Let's just check that and check the market reaction to that. Uh, we have got that out this, right this second, so that should be live. So here we go. The CPI rose 0.8% this quarter. Over the 12 months of the June 23 quarter, the CPI rose 6%. The most significant price rises were rent, 2.5% up. International holiday travel and accommodation, well, there's a surprise, 6.2%. I wonder why we bothered to track that in the CPI. That is a luxury item to some extent. Other financial services up 2.5%. And new dwelling purchase by owner-occupiers up 1%. So that is the number. 6% is the number that we have on the scoreboard. That is the headline rate. Other big movers, furnishing, household equipment and services uh, was up only uh, May to June, only up 2.1%. And we saw the trimmed mean up 0.9%. Alcohol and tobacco up 1% in the quarter. And food and non-alcoholic beverages up 1.6%. How has the market reacted to that? We are up now 47 points. So I suspect that inflation number does take the RBA out of the equation, somewhat better than uh, anticipated. And as a result, it is pretty much game on, I would say. And the RBA may well and truly now pause uh, with their meeting next week. The banks have rallied quite substantially on the back of that. CBA up now 1%, NAB's up 1%, and the industrial starting to turn a little green as well. So uh, that's certainly a good CPI number from the market perspective, and uh, certainly the market is enjoying that. Inflation eases to 6%. That is below expectations. So good news there on inflation. Market starting to push higher. Uh, 53 points now. So good news indeed. Uh, resources still leading the charge, but the bank's fighting back. And uh, we are seeing 
I guess, a sell-off in the bond market as well. I'll just check that for you. Uh, but uh, that certainly would be the way of things for the Australian uh, bonds, which uh, at the moment I'm still showing uh, 4.05, 4.05, but I suspect that's a little bit delayed. All right, well, that's it from me. Thanks very much for listening. Have a great rest of the day. CPI benign. It looks like uh, our market will push maybe even through 7,400. Uh, we are game on for that, uh, although we are spluttering a little bit. Uh, 7389.6 at the moment but uh, certainly takes a lot of pressure off the RBA despite that unemployment rate that we saw recently thanks very much have a great day and of course we'll be back again this afternoon with the end of day report <laughs>